Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we testing. should actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. I was making... Um, I was making pan-seared a steak, but uh, I was making also green beans with that, but I was juggling different pans at the same time because I was making a baked potato, I mean, too. You just said pan-seared because you think that makes it sound fancier. <laughs> okay. It's like, you're, We're, <laughs> it's like I, I was making oven-roasted potato chips. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's pan-seared. Okay. You put it in a pan to cook. You, you're yeah, making steak. All right, all right. I don't, well, I don't really know how to make London broil. And that's the, okay. you, only, you only needed one syllable for that. <laughs> Just making steak, David. It's not that impressive. All right. Regardless, I was trying to make steak, and I burned my hand, and it looks like I I I have eczema. You know, that's just typically the the course of action that took place in my kitchen this week. What, okay. what were you doing? Well, speaking of food, um, so last week, remember that snowstorm we had? Yeah, yeah. By the way, audience, we had some snow yeah. last week. So anyway, <laughs> I knew I was going to have off work work the next day, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay. Tomorrow morning, I'll have, you know, I'll make a decent breakfast. And so for that, I wanted to get some orange juice, right? Hmm. So on my way home from work, I stopped at a Target. I stopped at, you know, like a CVS. Yeah. A couple, you know, those corner stores, you know, they're not full service grocery stores, but they carry food. They're right, supposed right, to carry right, food, right? Right, right, right. They're food stores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, they had orange juice. Right. But each place only had no pulp orange juice. Hmm. Go figure. So it seems to me that, you know, all kinds of, you know, convenience stores, pharmacies, places like Target, they only sell non-pulp orange juice. Hmm. Have you ever noticed this? You know, honestly, because I've lived in the suburbs for all my life, um, and I usually go to grocery stores, uh-huh. I can't say that I have really noticed that. Because I don't really go to the 7-Eleven and say, yo, I need some orange juice. Yeah. You know, But thinking back now, like... Yeah, I mean, like in in Wawa, like the orange juice they have in the little mini containers, there's no pulp. Oh yeah, you know whenever I mean? you know, whenever you go to you know a place that sells food, right? And you know they have those you know small what are they twenty ounce bottles? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If there's orange juice there, yeah, it's only no pulp. Are are you a pulp person? Is this? Oh yeah, big, cont- de- definitely pulp. Definitely. Are we pulp. talking about all the pulp, medium pulp? Like, you know, what's, what's a little bit of pulp in there? A little for bit. Sure. Now here, what, why though? What's the what's the conniption behind this? It's the this? texture. It's the texture. Has it and any... you know what? I always associated no pulp orange juice. Yeah. With sort of childishness. Yeah. It's like what you're not you're not man enough to drink the pulp. <laughs> That's how so, it's always felt. So it's him came of age. He exactly. transferred. He transferred okay. his drinking taste from no pulp to pulp. When one you... becomes a man, he must put away the no pulp orange juice. <laughs> And he's got to drink something with some <laughs> with some mass to it. Well, I guess I guess my question is: Is there any health benefit to adding the pulp into the orange? I juice? would think so because it's got to come from the orange, right? Well, because look, the orange juice, the juice of the orange, right? That's probably got a lot of sugars and whatnot, and yeah, it's got some vitamins. But I would imagine, you know. The rind, which I guess is what the pulp comes from, part mm-hmm. of the rind or part of whatever's in well, there. Yeah, whatever the orange is. It's got to have a lot more, you know, vitamins and other nutrients in it. Well, I mean, I read a I read an article about orange juice a couple of years back because I was on an orange juice kick, and I was like, all right, what's oh, yeah. going in my body? Because I was because, you know, speaking I, of which, let me interrupt you. Sorry, when you were on this orange juice right, kick, yeah, pulp, 
no pulp. Well, that's the thing. Like I was looking at a different, a lot of different perspectives about orange juice. So, okay. for example, orange juice, you know, c- claims that you know the vitamin C content is like through the roof, which uh-huh. it is, and that that will make you healthier. Yeah. But you know, I, I I was hearing on the dark web, you know, the dark web, you know, Google and stuff like that. Go but, ahead, Dave. Anyhow, <laughs> the point is, I was I was I was trying to figure out is 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 vitamin C really that beneficial to your you know? Isn't that what the sun puts out, or is that that's vitamin, vitamin D? D. Okay. That's vitamin okay. D. Um. It comes after C. Uh, good job, Tim. Uh, but no, I was looking to see whether or not vitamin C actually has any true health benefit for you in mm-hmm. keeping, you know, fending off, you know, the cold. So and this might just be a lie from the orange industry. It is actually. Really? There's no proof at all. Really? Absolutely no is proof. Is there a vitamin C? There is vitamin C, but it doesn't stop you from getting sick. It doesn't really help your immune system. The only okay. thing that vitamin C does is if you're a heavy duty athlete, uh-huh. you know, running triathlons, it helps increase your immune system by a little bit. But as far as huh. the general consensus about what orange juice does for you as a, as a property, wow. as for vitamin, nothing, absolutely not. Like also like um, taking vitamin C supplements when you're sick uh-huh. does nothing. nothing. It's, it's a placebo effect. Wow, lies from the orange juice lobby. Well, it's crazy because this, this is worse than even, I thought. Well, no, it's weird because even the scent of orange Oranges, okay, uh-huh. is put into orange juice now. Like, yeah. pure orange juice does not mm-hmm. smell like Tropicana orange juice. Okay. They did a blind test study about all these different types of orange juices and seeing which one tastes better, or which one's more natural. Uh, people prefer the one that's more manufactured and produced hmm. to towards the one that was squeezed purely out of yeah, from yeah. an orange. And um, it comes to be accustomed with, you know, it, they we have thought that that smell as Americans is orange, is juice. orange juice. We've been conditioned to believe this. Uh-huh. So um, interestingly enough, the people who make colognes and perfumes yes. are where the orange juice manufacturers are getting these scents from and putting wow. it into orange. I kid you not. Like, this is ridiculous. Speaking and- of, you know, the scientific advances in orange juice. <laughs> After do tell, professor. After I got do my, tell. After I get got my head full of ju- of this orange juice issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I looked up orange juice on Wikipedia. Okay, okay. And I saw something that, that really surprised me. Okay. So when you go into a grocery store, right? Right, and right. You want orange juice. Right, right. Nowadays, right. I think you don't. I know I don't. I bet most people don't. Mm-hmm. They don't buy those, you know, frozen cans of concentrate, right? Yeah, they, they consider that like that's the, like the, the carton or right. the liter or whatever. Right, right. Of liquid orange juice. Mm-hmm. So I read. That that wasn't even produced until the 1990s. So you're saying that people would have to only get their orange juice from concentrate? Yeah, from concentrate huh. until the 90s. I mean, that's weird because, like, I just always remember. I think I, I, I vaguely remember maybe my mom having, like, concentrated orange juice in the freezer when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But then... Yeah, I don't. I don't recall that. You know. And then again, my mom didn't really have a lot of orange juice. We usually had a lot of juicy juice. Yeah. Um, that was mostly the uh, the juice of choice in my household. Mm. And um, thinking back on that too, that was concentrated in liquid form because then you would have to mix it with water. You had those uh. like old school tin cans. You remember yeah. those things? Yeah, yeah, you know, there's cylindrical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you put yeah. it's frozen. You thaw it. You no, no, put no. It this the, the juicy juice that we had was just like this syrup that was inside a, a tin can, and oh, then you would okay. then pour that in water. Yeah, and that's like juicy powder juice. drink mix, except right? You know, concentrated liquid. Exactly. No, and um, but as far as orange juice goes, it wasn't really like a big thing that we had at the house. We had oranges, but uh-huh. regardless. But yeah, I mean, like I'm, I personally too would say that I'm a pulp person. I like, okay. I for a long time I did not like pulp at all. I felt like really? no, I didn't. I, and I, then you became a man. <laughs> you had to drink pulp. 
<laughs> All right. So, so for the definition of manliness now is drinking it, orange juice with pulp. Yeah. You know, somehow when people say this is what it means to be a man, it makes me feel a little less manly. It's almost really? like a compensatory, you know, remark. Like you're only a real man if you drink uh-huh. pulp orange juice. You know, okay. well, sometimes only real true. men wear pink. Like you know, when you hear comments like that, you're kind of like, well, I, I mean, are you compensating? For, are, are you having issues, Tim? Are you having issues right now? It's like, is this, is the pope just trying to hide some deep seated understanding of your own selfness? Speaking of psychology, David, I think this is called projection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, no, and you know, it's funny because one would think that because of the pulp being there, it'd be healthier. And given the fact that it's harder to have healthier foods in r- urban areas because of uh, food deserts, you know, not having like big supermarkets okay, and just the corner yeah, stores, uh-huh. would one argue that if if pulp was healthier, mm-hmm. if vitamin C was actually a real thing that actually made you healthier, then one could argue that this is just another perpetuation of inner city individuals not getting the nutritious uh, supplements that they need to be healthy. And it's all based on this conspiracy that no one cares about individuals who have a lower socioeconomic status. Class, David. Class. But the point is... None of it's true. Orange juice in and of itself is not healthy. It's, okay. it's and, and, yeah, it's not. Given, not given, really. No, it's it's it, it's it, like it, soda. Yeah, basically, it, it's it's a lot of sugar. A lot of fruit drinks actually are high in sugar content. And I'm not like one of those people who say, oh, you know, sugar's bad. Like mm-hmm. you can't eat sugar. Like that's a big fad right now. With the, with those, uh, I'm looking at you, Tim, for those looking trying to 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 advance their 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 their, their body life. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. just trying to lose some BMIs and get some. I don't get think some... not dr- not eating a lot of sugar is a fad. I think that's one of like the basic precepts. Well, it depends on what sugars you're speaking diet. of. You're because processed sugars and like sugar. An orange is not a processed sugar. That's like the definition of the opposite of processing. Like it's not. You know, I don't even know if fruits are all that healthy. To be honest with, vegetables oh my God. are healthy. But are, are they, fruits? Tim? Because yeah. No. What's a vegetable? Tomato. Wait. Nope. Wait a minute. No, it's not. No, it's not. Potato. Like, I, I, I cabbage. can't. No, ca- no, maybe a cabbage. But the okay. point is, like, there are very few uh, t- pure definitions of vegetables. You know, and are there really? Truly, there are. I okay. mean, I, I, t- it's hard to find. Like, I was looking this up the other day. Like, I can't find out what a vegetable is. I mean, like, uh-huh. maybe our viewers are laughing at us, thinking like these guys don't know what vegetables. But you know, the yo, moment you yo, told yo, me, you guys I, don't know what, ve- the mo- what vegetables the, are. Either. The moment you told me that a tomato was a fruit, that's when my life changed, and uh-huh. I, I started questioning everything. Like, even a cucumber isn't really a vegetable. It's, Wait, it's, what? It's not technically. How? It's, how? It's, Why not? It's considered a squash. Squash. Aren't and squatches. Aren't squatches vegetables? Aren't Sasquatches? Sasquatches? <laughs> oh, did I say Sasquatch? No, aren't isn't squash a vegetable? I don't think so. It's gotta be. Then again, I, you know, I could be completely wrong and just All talking right. out of my, you know. Yeah, we don't. Here. We have. Yeah, we're having problems with with identifying basic food groups. Um, maybe we should uh, go back to a, a time when when food groups were were taught to us and, and and start listening some more. I don't know about that. I mean, after hearing about this, you know, vitamin C conspiracy. Yeah, it's true, too. I don't think we can trust anything that anyone tells us about. Maybe diets. maybe we should become vaxxers, anti-vaxxers. Vax- you know? I, well, I, th- I, I think this is where this whole fad has come yes, from, just, just, just all this, all these things. Speaking of um, uh, Juicy Juice and learning things as children, have you been hearing about the news of uh, national public broadcasting um, um, a being bit, defunded yes. by yeah. Trump's... Uh, uh-huh plan yeah i don't know about that like i get it like i've i've read some studies where i think in 2010 the uh one of the bigger um shows that are on um, um public broadcasting which is sesame street mm. was making that studio is making upwards of 300 million dollars uh-huh. for that one year and i mean that's a lot of money i don't know i don't know enough about the yeah. industry to really so, say I mean, like the studio yeah is it a private 
industry with no ties to the government? I mean, is that all going? To yeah, no, no. It's it's a private for no, shareholders. That's the thing. Or, like, is, I, I or think, are they part of? I think I think it's I think it's a nonprofit. I don't think they're making true. Okay, so they're a nonprofit. But um, so probably all their money goes to worthy causes. Or 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 back into the production. The question uh-huh. is: Does Sesame Street really need three hundred million dollars and subsidies from the government to well, be able to be produced? It all depends on where where all that money's going. Right, right, so right. So Sesame Street is at that point making that kind of money because of the initial government public investment. For sure, right? for sure, for sure. So if all that money is going to worthy causes mm-hmm. or going to further subsidize or perpetuate, you know, the kind of works that right, the public right. broadcasting wants to do, right. Then obviously it was just an investment that paid off. Well, then then the question there comes down to is do we continually need to invest in those? I I, I for example, another one would be NPR. NPR is National Public Broadcasting, uh National Public Radio, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And that initially had a lot of subsidies from the government. Uh-huh. Um, and through the Reagan era, that was cut back. Yes. Uh, I think there's like a famous line from Ronald Reagan um, saying, you know, uh, I support uh, National Public Radio. I am a subscriber, as is Nancy, his wife. Uh-huh. Um, so he was saying, like, I support what it's doing, but I don't support the idea of funding it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't think Trump him, himself really supports NPR, to be honest with you. Uh, but Well, I, no, of course he yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. But but that, but Reagan was saying, no, 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 I I, I, I I understand the value of it. However, uh-huh. I don't, in, in a political philosophy, feel as if funding it through the government is essential. Because you know the idea of, you know, the government shouldn't be involved in in, in, in certain types of sectors. Although, hello, uh, that's nonsense. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say, what do you do with the pipeline? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh-huh. isn't that just the same? It's just, it just, it's just the fad of what should and should not be funded. You know, you know maybe, for example, education shouldn't be funded under certain administrations, uh-huh. or 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 giving giving public schools the funding they need to be successful is not as privy to the certain administrations. Mm-hmm. But you know, giving setbacks or giving kickbacks to certain corporate Operations to high, have higher profits uh, is in the agenda. So it really comes down to the constituents of that president and whom in which they want to have them be supported by. So um, me, I've never been a fan of NPR. Well, I really? can't really even say I've never been a fan. I've just never listened to it. Well, I, I think- mean, it doesn't. Str- it, it's kind of like one of those sources that's like. You know, it's sort of as far as educated sources go. Mm-hmm. It's you can put it into the category of being like a source for the educated person. Okay, okay. but it always seemed to me on the low end of that. Well, I I think too, to be honest with you, is that you know we talked about this last podcast, um, you know about vehicles. You never owned a car. That's true. And you never had a long commute while yeah, owning a yeah, car. Yeah. So uh-huh. like as I grew, I mean, I never listened to the NPR really until like my until I got my first job, and uh-huh. I had to drive forty five minutes one way and forty five minutes back. And like, there's only so many times you want to listen to your favorite song on the radio and then hear the same mattress commercial you know what i mean like i just it's just there's just only so many you know things that you can really digest and then you're so bored it's so mind-numbing driving and then at least with npr you could possibly catch a really nice broadcast about an actor that you actually really like like for example um uh who's the guy that played uh uh that it was is that very overweight actor. He, um, Louis Anderson. Okay. There was a really good NPR. I remember his cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't remember anything. No, 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 no. Was we grew up in actor, that generation. I remember the cartoon. Yeah, we grew up in that generation. He eventually went on to host Family Feud for a couple seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, kid you not. Who hasn't, you know, hosted Family Feud? The point uh, is, I have. Like, he had a really interesting, <laughs> a really interesting interview hmm. with, uh, with an NPR, um, host, uh, Terry Gross. 
and uh, who also is, is name dropping Terry Gross. I'm name dropping Terry right. Gross. She's okay. actually a wonderful woman. She has done so much for just radio in general. And I you think say so. honestly, like that's the thing though. I never even could have said that name if for not the fact that I was traveling so much and I got so sick and tired of listening to the same stupid songs. Uh-huh. So. So that's why I think I don't think you really have much of a background in NPR. But if you actually took some time to listen to it, they had some really cool podcasts too. Like Serial was a big one. Serial, um, huh? It was, it was about it was a you know about some crime or something, and some guy was trying to to, to find um, redemption given that With he was serial. Well, no, no, no. It was just I don't know. The okay. point is that they have like a lot of really interesting broadcasting, and um, I enjoy. It. Plus, they sometimes in the morning plays BBC World News, um, mm-hmm. which I I love BBC. Like they have a lot of great, you know. I feel like a more leveled um, newscast than most American sources. Uh, CNN used to be pretty international, but um, uh, nowadays it's, it's it's more back to just the political talk shows. Yeah. It's really what it is. But anyhow, um, the fact that that's now being defunded, though, I feel. Uh, to me it's like I, I, I'm caught between those two things does does public broadcasting really need that government subsidies or are they doing just fine by themselves I don't I don't know the answer to that question however I don't like the politicizing of this topic only because I think that national public broadcasting is essential uh-huh. in our community I think everybody I think think about Sesame Street I mean like okay. we, we look back on we look back on you know our, our childhood and you can remember that PBS was there especially for people who um, didn't have cable like I didn't have cable growing up at all yeah. like that was all I had was PBS like I remember Nova was like the science uh, like chant, like the science, um, uh, TV broadcasting. They talked about some stuff that I love to listen to. Has that been around that long? Nova. Yeah. 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 Really. It's been along for a while now. Yeah. And I remember. I what- only. I only remem- remember watching Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the Science Guy, another excellent, you know, uh, example. And those. Who would have thought that me those would have been successful about education, you know? And and, and at the same time, would those would those have been possible without government subsidies? And th- that being said. How would one think if they don't have these subsidies anymore, would there be as much innovation to make children learn? No, there definitely wouldn't be. But the thing is, and why it's so much more politicized now than ever, is the idea that these sources are, of course, generally liberal. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the conservative politicians, you know, it's always always from them where you hear the calls. What's so liberal about learning about what an apple is, okay? Or my alphabet, for that matter. Like, yeah, are you there, saying that learning learning the basics of just nutrition and, and, and literacy is 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 a, is a faux pas in our American society? Like, no. I just I think it's no. I get where you're coming from. No, I I do I do, and I just feel like I think there is a fight against intellectualism in general in this country. I think the idea of being an intellectual is considered a stain on whom you are. Like, how dare you be pretentious? How dare you be knowledgeable of certain things? I'm not quite sure that's so true. No, I I I truly believe. I think there's a a fight towards others. I think to the extent that 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 exists, I think it is actually largely a reaction against the inefficacy of public intellectuals to responsibly steward their positions as public intellectuals. Go on with that. No, no, continue with that. Like, I, I, like elaborate. Like, are you saying that they themselves are, because they're intellectuals, are going to be perpetuating a political agenda because of, the, because of this? Basically, yes. Uh-huh. Everybody has a political agenda, okay? But doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing to have certain discourse in the public forum. You know what I mean? I, I think, I mean, and the one, I, I guess, I, it, you kind of like how... Um, Churches are not allowed to 
advocate for political agendas. You can't mm-hmm. you can't support somebody on the pulpit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I get that. But then again, at the same time, then where is that? Fi- I guess I guess I see where you're coming from. Where is that fine? Where is that line? Where is that line where it becomes a political pulpit rather than educationally? You know, in, you know, enlightening the, the children. Okay, and I guess to me, that's where I'm standing. Like, I, I can't speak for all the broadcasting that's on PBS, NPR, or, or whatever. I can speak for the children's shows. Like, um, like for example, they just introduced um, a new character for Sesame Street named Julia, who okay. uh, who is representing a child who's been diagnosed with autism, uh-huh. and I think that's awesome. Like, I, to me personally, I think that's a really cool step in the right direction because you're normalizing a diagnosis in uh in in, in a child's broadcasting you know what i mean like uh for example uh i i, I again i don't know the studies behind it. i don't know exactly what the angle well, you was see, david to make everyone happy now we now have to introduce a new character who maintains that julia has autism because of vaccines. <laughs> oh God! Oh this God! This is going to make everyone. Oh happen. God! Oh God! No! Oh no! Like I, I, I think I did read an article about how anti-vaxxers are, are arguing that's what it, that's what it is. Like, well, the, Donald Trump is one of them. Really? He's, you, you've seen the famous tweet? No. What? Where it, it goes something like, um, "Help the young child pumped full of huge doses of vaccines doesn't feel good and changes autism." Many such cases. <laughs> You haven't seen that tweet? I, I did not. I, I honestly, I, I'm so not. I guarantee you that if we introduce anti-vax Sesame Street characters, Donald Trump will be all about <laughs> refunding public broadcasting. <laughs> okay, so it's okay if the political quote-unquote agenda that's being espoused is towards the right. Well, it just has to. You, you got to have both sides. <laughs> This sounds more like a like a like a like a comedy show you'd see on uh, Comedy Central with the with those puppets like just going back and oh, forth. Oh, speaking of which, here's what I got to know. What Sesame Street and Muppets? Oh, okay. Are right. no okay. No, no relation. I don't believe so. Like Sesame Street, they're not Muppets. No, I don't think like Cookie Monster isn't a Muppet. I don't believe so. Jim no. Hansen has nothing to do with Sesame Street. No, I think he does. I think Jim Hansen. Gosh, you know what? I don't even. I think Jim Hansen. Were the Muppets connected with public broadcasting at all? No, I don't. I don't. Really? Th- I don't think. I think Jim Hansen got a start in Sesame Street, okay. but I don't think. But I think he made a, a creation of his own. I think he. Uh, I think he went off to do his own thing, and because I don't, you don't see Kermit the Frog hanging out with Big Bird, do you? That's true. You know, Piggy's not in Sesame yeah, Street. You know, uh-huh. like like all those all all that gang yeah. is not there. I think those are all owned by different companies. But I think Jim Hansen did. I think make that and I think he did start off in in, in Sesame Street. To be yeah, honest that with makes you. sense. Some his son took his song took. Excuse me, his son um, took on the the reins after him too. What in us in, in a, puppetry? Muppets, puppetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interestingly enough, but uh, back to the back to Julia though. Again, I, I truly think that um, that's that's a that's a step in the right direction because think about you know there more. Whether there were more children with autism when we were around or mm-hmm. that more diagnoses are being labeled as autism now uh-huh. because we have a better gauge of what that what that diagnosis is, um, you know, I think it's important to have characters like that in the public view of children because, it's, again, it's normalizing, you know, the happenstances that could happen in their lives. I think they said – oh, gosh, I forget the statistic. I think it was – man, was it 23 out of every every – thousand children are diagnosed with autism something i, I, I have no idea I, probably I, I, more than that by now possibly i forget the actual statistics but it's becoming much more diagnosed you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i remember the classification of asperger's was kind of 
meshed into that but i think that's yeah no that's, that's asperger's the, isn't really considered its own thing yeah anymore. not anymore um but another interesting fact about npr is that i did hear an entire broadcast about the individual who had been studying asperger's and 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 and, and autism uh-huh. uh he was actually german uh during world uh before world war ii he had his own, own clinic with students with autism and things of that nature and he had all this research, but then when the Nazis came around, they wanted to do away with his research and obviously his children. Um, but he advocated to keep them in the population because they said these individuals with the with this diagnosis have a could be very useful to the Third Reich. You know, they could be amazing code breakers uh-huh. and okay. and all these other things of advocacy. Again, it's something that I would not have known had it not been for uh, NPR. But. Regardless, I can only imagine the ramifications of adding this additional character to Sesame Street only for the fact that you're you're giving kids like, oh, that's how one of my classmates act in school. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I see why that is. Like, they even have Big Bird um, uh, questioning why the new character doesn't want to talk to Big Bird. Which, mm. but, right, before we go on with that, Big yeah. Bird, male or female? I always thought male. I always thought female. The voice sounds male, doesn't it? I don't like all the character designs I ever heard was it sounded female to me. It's actually Big Bird's a guy. Go figure. Yeah, well. I mean, I always thought it was a female. Huh. Like, yeah, go figure. Anyhow, so there's a there's a there's a storyline that where it goes like Big Bird is kind of worried that Julia doesn't like her. Uh him, him rather. Him, uh, sorry, him. sorry, sorry. I'm not assuming gender. Um <laughs> misgendering Big Bird. <laughs> no, but um uh, and it, then they go through this, you know, you know, this, this conversation where, hey, Big Bird, you know, when Julia is introduced with two, with two new people, that she's shy and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the producers, and eventually, I'm sure that those two will get along better. But again, it's 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 making it's scripting those those uh, those interactions that are mm-hmm. that are uh, that are true, and then that they probably would happen within within a classroom setting. And uh, you know, the producers said that they were trying to depict julia as 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 a character um that resembles certain characteristics of autism because as as you know like autism is not just one thing you know if you know a children a child with autism then you know a child with autism you know one time well, that's every diagnosis every characteristic of a person with autism um is different you mm-hmm. know but they try to you know incorporate common characteristics of that of that diagnosis so again like i i I remember back listening to, uh, to 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 Sesame Street, and it was a good part of my life. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah. even all those even all of those like those little quippy little songs and things of that nature. You know, had had an impact on me. Who's your favorite character, by the way, in Sesame Street? I don't think I watched it all that much. I can remember watching it when I was like very young, mm-hmm. to the point where I can't even remember much of it. Right. right. But once I was like four, five, six, when you have like actual childhood memories right i can't remember having watched it much by then do you remember that big elmo craze that big tickle me elmo craze oh yeah i remember that i never uh-huh. understood that maybe i was too young or too old rather to have we were like onto. 12 or something no maybe. younger than that 10 or 11 but there was a huge everyone wanted to tickle me elmo and i was like I mean, and this that, is why this well, is why uh, this is why sesame street's making yeah, a lot yeah, of money yeah. off like, of merchandise with technology at that point i imagine that was one of the first you know really interactive dolls that incorporated you know vibrations yeah vibrations <laughs> that's not very interactive but you could tickle it and it would laugh <laughs> That's pretty novel. It was probably one of the first things Viewers, you don't, you don't see this, but Timmy is motioning a tickle motion yeah. at me when he's saying tickle. And David is getting very uh, titillated. 
it just looks so strange. Oh my god! I, you know, it's funny too about you know we we're just talking about Juicy Juice. I, they they were pumping out advertisements for Juicy Juice on 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 on, on w, NPR, not NPR, the public um, at Sesame Street, like Juicy oh, yeah? Juice, one hundred percent juice for one hundred percent kids. That probably but, couldn't have been. Good. But my question is, what does that mean? So, what, 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 first off, what is the what is a hundred percent of a kid? First okay. off, so how are they giving? So like, I get the hundred percent juice part, but they open themselves up to a lot of discrimination lawsuits. There, like, <laughs> like what? What defines a hundred percent? You lost a leg. You better not be drinking our juice. All right, listen. Both legs to drink juicy juice. You were born without a finger. Get your four finger hand off of our juice now. <laughs> That can't be good. <laughs> oh God! I, who who, th- who thought that was a great marketing idea? <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. No, but yeah, I never understood that aspect of it whatsoever. Um, not not at all. Not at all. And like we were talking about, you know, juice like. Fruit juices aren't healthy. No, I mean I don't. I'm they think, should have been advertising water. I think moderation. Well, true, water is great. Water is water, water is super. But you can't. But actually, it's interesting. The the beveraging companies make I think more profit off of bottled waters than they do of soda. Oh yeah, because I mean soda, you have to buy ingredients. Yeah, mix yeah, it. Yeah, develop a formula, do right, the whole thing. Right. Water, you have to get water. And right. Put it in a bottle. No, now water. And people buy it. it it's interesting. What when about I, you? By the way, do you drink much bottled water? I am guilty of this, yes. Yeah, so do I. And I mean, it's probably not good. It's terrible for the environment. Absolutely terrible. For sure, for sure. Two, environmentally, it's so pointless. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. I mean, you're spending all this energy to distribute and make bottles and put it in bottles. Right, yeah. It's a total waste, total sunk. Three, the plastics in the bottles probably aren't good for you. No, not at all. Not at all. But I still do because, I don't know, when I have, have a faucet, I don't find myself grabbing a grabbing a cup turning on the faucet right. and drinking the water, that, that, right? But when I have bottled water in the refrigerator, oh, yeah. I find myself oh, yeah. grabbing God, the bottle. God, I love that bottled water in the refrigerator. So, Well, what I do, what we do now in my the place I live currently is that we have a filter. Like, a, like, like a, one of those pitcher filters? Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about getting dude, one of dude, those. Dude, it, do it. And it's so much better, too. If, Does it if improve you're the quality? Yeah, man. Well, at least... Who knows? I mean, psychologically, I, mean, I the, feel the, the like taste, it's, it's healthier. Taste. But the thing is that when you're thirsty, you don't want to go downstairs, go get that pitcher, get it in the bottle, do what you got to do. Like, and I get it. So, like, I guess the question comes down to is it healthy to drink the bottle, the, this tap water? You know what I mean? And it I is think probably. Most, most tap water is pretty healthy. Yeah. Except not we, Detroit. Not Detroit. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. I think most tap water, even in major well, cities, is Well, here's healthy. the thing. I, I Now, I haven't read a study about this, but I can only imagine that anti-tap water campaigns probably have been perpetuated. Oh yeah, no doubt. By Fluoride, bottling, con- yeah, uh, have, have been. Oh, by yeah. Oh, I see. Think about it. If if you so the conspiracy theorists about you know fluoride in the water, chemicals, I, Alex Jones, all this. Yeah, it's all they're, perpetuated they're being by the Coca Cola company. By Coca Cola. Yeah, exactly. I can believe that because Americans. I, I did read this study. Are not drinking as much soda as they used to, but they're yeah. but they're mm-hmm. increasing the amount of water bottles they are buying. And yeah, I, I makes sense. In in another part of my life, I was negotiating. The con- only way you can get Americans to stop their unhealthy consumerist patterns, right, is if you superimpose unhealthy consumerist patterns onto healthy stuff like water. <laughs> Just again, like, just charge. No, 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 guys. You don't have to turn. You can't just turn on your tap water and drink water anymore. <laughs> you gotta 
buy this expensive stuff. It's been bottled with unhealthy plastics at great environmental cost. And now all the Americans are saying, all right, forget soda now. Now that I can destroy the world just by drinking water, I'm there. <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, it, it, it makes complete total sense. And I'm guilty of it, just just as many Americans are. And I, I, I do. I do feel kind of bad about the whole idea. And But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, again, in another part of my life, I negotiated some contracts with a vending machine company. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, um, and I, I looked at the sales, and it's it's astronomical. Just, oh, yeah. just the amount, how much water is... Is is purchased in in a vending machine form? It's it's, it's liquid gold essentially. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's 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 crazy. And Americans in general are just refusing to drink. You know, you know, you know any sodas. You know what I mean? And I I personally don't drink soda anymore. Like I have, I don't drink much soda either. I don't. And, and I remember I used to drink uh, vanilla Coke like all the time. But then I yeah, I, I remember but, that. Yeah, I love that stuff. I gotta I, get some I, vanilla I, Coke today. I, I, dude, no, I I'm can't. gonna have to at some point That's today. So now. Gross. Um, I actually want they they were just reselling Crystal Pepsi. I hear it was a rumor that they were reselling oh, really? Crystal. I want to try Crystal Pepsi because I didn't even know what Crystal Pepsi was until we watched FLC. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but um, no, um, I, I I do not drink Coke or or any soda whatsoever. Just just for the sheer fact of the, the dentist bills. Like, oh really? Just, yeah, like my teeth are very soft, and I feel like that's my just... teeth. I think are. I mean, they don't give me any problems. Well, I think I don't know. I think genetically, it's just a, it's a thing. Um, but you know, that, that's what I learned from Sesame Street. Don't drink coke. Don't drink. Uh, don't drink any sodas. <laughs> be healthy. Drink juicy juice. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. Unless you have any bodily deformity, <laughs> in which case, stick to the soda, chump. Because going drinking our juice. This is for one hundred percent kids only. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God! So through the study of autism, we do still have a link to the Third Reich. I in guess PBS. so. I guess so. I guess so. There's just only some weird hundred percent kids. That's terrible. It just it just it just sounds terrible. I hate I hate I hate that advertising campaign. So well. I'm happy that we were able to to go from Orange Juice to Sesame Street. I don't yes. really know the correlation between the two. Uh, and in the end, I think I think we made our point that you know Orange Juice with pulp makes you a man. Donald Trump, <laughs> if you're listening, I know you're listening. <laughs> you need to address this. Targets, CVS, corner stores—they need to sell the orange juice with the pulp. <laughs> Probably it's going to counteract how vaccines are causing autism. These kids, when they're growing up, they need the pulp. All the pulp, nothing but the pulp. Exactly. Oh God, maybe that 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 should be that should be the that should be on public broadcasting. That we should put that as instead of juicy juice. Yes, you don't even have to be a one hundred percent kid to drink one hundred percent pulp orange juice. <laughs> oh God. Well, I hope our viewers have learned a little bit today about about you know having healthier lifestyle choices, and maybe maybe one day you and I too will learn what a fruit and a vegetable really is. Probably not. <laughs> well, viewers, I hope you all enjoyed the, this week's podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week for uh, another recording. Um, I hope you learned a little bit about orange juice, Sesame Street, and and all the other assortment of crazy things we were talking about uh, this week. And I hope to hear from you guys uh, through our social media outlets and give us a comment. Tell us how you feel about the podcast. This is Tim. And this is Dave. See you next week.